With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, I had a hold up. Folks out there in Wonderland, it's inside. You can see the Bengay Broadcasting live and direct from Los Angeles here at the New Design Charter School at 2303 Figueroa Street, Los Angeles. It's a charter school founded by a good friend of mine, Yah Adatun, Dr. Yah Adatun. Great guy. I actually teach... Uh, technology at this place, so I'm really grateful to have a location to uh, talk about the DRC, lovingly called the Congo, lovingly called Congo, lovingly called DRC. <laughs> Anyways, number you want to call in, you have a question, 646-595-2892. Again, that's 646-595-2892. My God, look at all these questions coming in. I have approximately 300. Okay. So it's a, I'm going to leave you with a little music here. Um, before I go, I want to let you know what's going on. You know, a lot of things have been happening in the Congo the last couple of weeks, the last couple of years that folks haven't been talking about. And it's really been on my mind. It's really been a deep concern of, um, in my spirit that there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of people making their resumes off the suffering, a lot of people making money off the killing, a lot of people making money off the atrocity that's happening to my people. You know, and I don't mean my people as Dom the Savior, I just mean my people as my fellow Congolese. And the thing, you know, that hurts the most is it just seems like the people that do care aren't being heard and the people that don't care are making sure the folks that do care aren't being heard. So listen, I believe a couple months ago it's been said that 40,000 women have been raped in the Congo. You know, that's actually some men also. And they're trying to destroy our future. You get the women, you get the future. Because as of now, in the 2008 technology, uh, men aren't giving birth anytime soon. So I want to leave a little segment here as we get some things together. And I organize all these emails that are coming in. I want to leave a little song here. I'm going to dedicate this to all the women out there, all the Congolese women folks that know the Congolese women or know other Congolese. And um, they say music can bridge, um, you know, cultures and things like that. So I'm going to dedicate this little segment here. Give me like about three minutes to all the Congolese moms out there, those back home, those abroad, those in the diaspora. All right. Um, it's by a legend in the music game. 
and a lot of people surprised he actually did this song, but I think it's really apropos. So Tupac, I want you to talk to me. Take it home, brother, or bring it home. When I was young, me and my mama had beef, 17 years old, kicked out on the street. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Spending from school, scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Said tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was bored and us a little kid. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. And who thinking elementary? Hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama catch me, put a wolf into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was the black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed. A poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it. There's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand. You all appreciate Every time I hear that, it just brings a little motion to my eyes because mothers out there, you are really appreciated. You are really appreciated. I just got an email from one of our listeners who said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's Tupac Congolese. <laughs> uh, no, he's not Congolese by birth, but he's Congolese by spirit. All right. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, could you imagine if Tupac Congolese doing his rhymes in Mangala? All right, folks, let's get down here and let me show you a little information. A lot of people have been talking about the Congo, you know, the killings and the atrocities, and they want to refer to Congo as the heart of darkness. And um, it's kind of ironic that the book by Robert Conrad, The Heart of Darkness, was talking about the spirit or the darkness in a man's heart, not the darkness um, of Congo. You know, when Congo had its first flag, the reason why the gold star was there, was put there on the flag by the Belgian, was, to rep- was that Congo represented to them the light at the center of Africa, the light at the center of the dark continent, quote unquote. So it's very interesting how, you know, the Belgians who basically annihilated a quarter of our population actually saw Congo as a light in the dark continent. Very interesting. So how do we get in this situation where we have basically almost 8 million being killed? We have basically, you know, an extermination going on in Eastern Congo. How did we end up in this situation? Well, how we ended up in this situation was minerals being found in Congo. That's basically how it came down. You know, a lot of people, I'm going to take this back. And I want to correct some things here. A lot of times when we talk about the Congo, people always talk about King Leopold, and they talk about Mobutu and all those things. They go back to the past and things along those lines. And we can keep looking at history until the revelations. It's not going to change what's happening now. 
There's nothing we can do about the past. It's already happened. There's nothing we can do to bring back the dead. There's nothing we can do to bring back the dignity of those whose dignity was taken in a way unspeakable. There's nothing we can do to put the diamonds back in the ground. There's nothing we can really do to really punish those who see Congo as a place to be raped and pillaged and not a place to adorn love. And sadly, I can apply that to some Congolese out there. Wama Dia Wamba comes to mind. Denfel Shea comes to mind. Onasumba comes to mind. Bemba, all those guys, Ribera, all those guys come to mind because even though we're out there blaming the international community, even though we're out there blaming uh, multinationals, even though we're out there blaming all these entities and all these people and all these people who, you know, are just raping our country, people, I have to say this, but we have to put the blame where the blame needs to be. And that's what the Congolese that helped them do it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I can't break into your house. Well, I can break into your house. But if I come to your door and I say, I want your, you know, I'm, you know, I want your women and your children and all your money, but look, I'll make you the president of the republic and you open the door, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you follow what I'm saying? What do you think is going to go down? Rape, murder, and slaughter. Now, we have a lot of these people who, when Mobutu was still alive, and I'm going to assume a lot of you cats out there know who this is, who know what I'm talking about. Uh, Mobutu Sesseko, the last, the last dictator who died of prostate cancer. I'm really emotional at this moment, so bear with me. But what happened at that time uh, with Mobutu was that he was dying. Prostate cancer, like I said. Rwanda had just had its genocide in 1994. Tutsis and Hutus were killed in the Twa. And what happened was the people responsible for that genocide fled into eastern Congo. Now, a lot of information has been let out, been left out in that little story there in regards to who let them into Eastern Congo, what they did when they got there, and who gave the approval for Rwanda to invade Congo as they did. Are you with me? My God, all these emails coming in. So what happened was, the FDLR or the Interhamway, the murderers uh, who were responsible half the genocide in Rwanda started setting up camps in eastern Congo. And while they were there, the culture of Rwanda has always been that it's a very militaristic, regimental country. People do follow orders. So as the refugee camps were full of Rwandan Hutus who were fleeing Kagame's advancement towards uh, Kagali. The Interhamway in the former Rwandan army started mobilizing 
to attack Uganda, uh, to attack Rwanda and remove Paul Kagame, the current president of Rwanda. Now, Paul Kagame, who led the RPF and their invasion of Rwanda, he had a problem. He said, these guys are going to come back to our country and they're going to annihilate. They're basically going to finish off the genocide. They're basically going to finish off the, 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 the extermination of the Tutsi and any Hutus that, that supported them, right? So he had a decision to make. Do we go into Congo and deal with the situation, or do we just sit here and wait for the Congo? So he made a decision to go into Congo. But there was a problem. Congo wasn't someplace that like, had no president or anything like that. We had a functional government. We had a functional army, weak as they could be sometimes, but we actually had an army. We trained most of the country, uh, country's armor that surrounds us, most of the nine countries, Angola and uh, Rwanda, Burundi. So what he did was he had a conversation with then-President Bill Clinton. You all remember him. Uh, he's the guy whose wife, I understand, is... Uh, just lost a, a hard-fought election against Paul, I say Paul Kagame, against President-elect Barack Obama. They had a problem. He went over to see uh, Mr. the President, President Clinton, and Kagame basically said, he had his emissary say to him, um, we need to go into Congo and deal with the, uh, the people responsible for the genocide in our country. And we want to let you know that, you know, people haven't really been doing what they need to do. People haven't really been doing what they're supposed to do to uh, resolve this situation. So what do you think uh, of our idea that we go into Eastern Congo and take care of this situation? Well, here's what happened. Bill Clinton said, as long as you go in there and you just deal with the interham way, you just deal with the people responsible for whatever, we have no problem. My God, look at all these emails coming in. <laughs> I kid you not. Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Let me organize these. Hold on for one moment. Bear with me because this is – I'm at 560 emails at this moment. Let me see if I can organize this here. Hold on for one moment. Okay, this person's writing from Angola. What time is it in Angola? All right, hold on for one moment so I can get this organized here. Anyways, Paul Kagame's emissaries went to then-President Bill Clinton and said, we need to go into Congo, take it into Hamway and the FDLR and those folks responsible for the genocide. Bill Clinton said, as long as you go in there just to deal with that situation, no problem. So, next you know... Paul Kagame emissaries are back in Rwanda, and Paul Kagame has a conversation with President Yari Museveni. And the conversation is, this is the situation that we have in Eastern Congo. I want you to make sure your army doesn't get involved. I want to make sure your army stays the distance, stays out of uh, our situation. But we have a problem here. You know, we need somebody to make this obvious that this is not uh, an invasion by Rwanda or anything along those lines. 
we want people to know that uh, we're going in there to deal with the people that committed genocide in our country. So what President Museveni did was he suggested this guy that was in charge of a push cart in Tanzania and also had fought against Mobutu for years in Eastern Congo. And his name was Laurent Desiree Kabila. Once they spoke with him, as far as he was concerned, we were just going to deal. My God, look at all these phone calls coming in now. All right, let me see how I can get these organized. All right, people, I know you're listening, so bear with me. Let's see how we can get these things going. Um, what he basically did was say to Kagami and Mosavini, this is Laurent Kabila, that we will get rid of Mobutu because we need to be democracy. We need to bring democracy. We need to be peace and stability. We need to stop this kleptocracy that's destroying our country. We need to get rid of it. So the decision was made that Laurent Kabila would be in charge, would be the spokesperson for the ADFL, whose acronym I cannot remember at this moment because, you know, when it comes to acronyms on the continent, they're often long and confusing. So eventually, one day, the governor in Eastern Congo said all the Tutsis need to leave. They need to be out by Monday. And today is Friday. That's all the Tutsis needed, and not all the Tutsis, just some of the Tutsis needed to be together in their determination that we are Congolese, we are not leaving. So they began to riot. And that was the door that Kagame needed to have his troops go in to support the Tutsis who were uprising and to proclaim to the world, we are going to prevent those that committed the genocide against us in 1994 from coming back to finish us off. And the invasion began. The invasion began. People, I'm going to put on a little music here so I can compose myself before we go on. So let's put on a little, what's that word that the Americans like to say? I'm trying to see if I have a, a little old school music here. So let's get with this, a little Kofi. I'll talk to you shortly.
Special K, what is going on?
Diamonds are forever They are all I need to please me They can stimulate and tease me They won't leave in the night I've no fear that they might hurt me Diamonds are forever Throw your diamonds in the sky with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.